It could happen to you. Oh, Johnny, this is such a romantic day. Yes, Diana. I think we had such a lovely time tonight. Oh, Johnny, what's that? It's the Chew Toy. Watch out, Johnny. It will shove itself into your throat. <laughs> the Chew Toy. Coming to a theater near you. Call me monitor for quality purposes. listening to for quality assurance i'm mike and i am hanging out here with, with with all my animals um my new hamster gem just woke up speaking of hamsters what we're talking about today is obviously chew toys but i don't want this to feel like you have to be into pets in order to enjoy this episode because what i want to take this episode to do is to explain sort of my philosophy behind all of this. Now, the ha- I wanted to talk about the hamster because the hamster is a unique animal in that, and a lot of rodents as well, they chew a lot. They chew on everything, and they can eat a lot of stuff. So while the joking intro about the dangers of chew toys and is funny, and that's what the, the, the episode is going to be about, what this is more about is about buying into hype and believing uh, what you read and, and finding sources, which is what this whole uh, project is about. The Hamster in Hand project, and especially this podcast for Quality Assurance, is all about encouraging people to ask questions about pets. Uh, I want to make one thing clear. Even though I have pets, I am not a pro-pet person. I- I'm not in favor or against having pets. I have no opinion one way or the other. I just think education is super important. So. I'm not trying to make any point in telling you how to take care of your pet better. What I'm trying to tell you to do is find out everything there is to find out about anything you're going to do about animals. Now, the company we're going to talk about today is a company called Nylabone. Um, Nylabone is a great example of there being some truth into a story and a lot of bad info on a story and a lot of sensationalism. Um... And there is a word here that I want you to, to beware of. Forum. It came from the deep web. Oh, Johnny, this date was so wonderful. No, we're not doing the same joke again. We already did it. We're not doing it twice. Beware the forum. There's a lot of hype. Remember that a forum is a place where people are talking. So it's like being at a cocktail party. If it's interesting to, to talk about, if someone gives you attention, you might make something up. But that's not really a good source. So I'm going to talk about a couple sources here. I called up Nylabone to ask them what the safe procedure is on using their products. And they gave me a very definitive answer. Um, and by the way, later in the podcast, we're going to talk about something that happened many years ago. Um, to this day, Nylabone still gives the same answer as to what is safe. Good afternoon. Thank you for calling Nylabone. My name is... How may I help you? My name's Mike. Uh, I wondered if I could ask you some questions about uh, some of your bone products. What about uh, some of these things? I mean, I, I've seen some very determined chewers. Um, what about so if, if these things break off? Is there any danger there? Um, as long as the proper bone, we always, you know, because um, how they do it is if they break, it's like in weight class. 
uh, when you're looking at the bone. So we always recommend to go ahead and get the bone, um, the weight class higher than what their dog is. Um, so with that being said, and you providing them with the bone, they're able to go ahead and shave shavings off of the bone, generally not any bigger than a granule of rice. That is to be expected. That is how the bones are designed to work. Because um, then as they're chewing and creating those grooves and ridges, it's also helping them clean their teeth. Anything bigger than a grain of rice, though, and that's something for an owner to be concerned about, right? You should uh, remove the bone at that point? Yes, we would recommend, you know, at that point, we probably think that it might not be the proper fit for the pet. Uh, we would definitely recommend discontinuing use at that time. Um, usually, you know, in, when circumstances like that happen, we always encourage the customer to contact us directly because um, then we can always work with the customer as far as setting up a replacement to be sent out for something suitable that would be more durable for the pet. So that's something that I think is... is, is uh legitimate with the products is that there's sort of this implication that they're totally safe and while nylon bone is safer than than most things like it, you still should be watching your dog right yeah absolutely you definitely don't want to you know you give your pet you know a bone and then just you know think that that's going to take care of the pet because I found out as a pet owner that they can get themselves into mischief, you know, and a lot of times too is that, you know, parent or uh, pet parents basically will think that, you know, our phones are not safe, you know, but when you get to talking to them, then it's kind of found out that they did not make the proper selection bone for their pet. Um, you know, I mean, you definitely don't want to give, um, you know, a tiny little petite bone to a 70-pound black lab, you know, because then that's going to cause some issues right there for sure. This whole thing, uh, the only analogy I can find for all of this is in recent years, there's been all these things about women not wearing the right bra size. Um, but in my opinion, the problem with it is that there is no instruction on how to find the right bra size. There's very little instruction on how to find the right bone for your pet like they gave me on, on, on the phone. Now, we're going back to forums. On the web, there is all this stuff about Nyla Bone. It's all on forums, it's all sensationalism. There is some truth to these people online. Here's what they go and they claim. They claim your dog can, can choke on Nyla Bone. They claim my dog choked on Nyla Bone. They'll claim their dog died from Nyla Bone. All sorts of things. This is what we call anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence um, is not really damning at all. It means nothing. Because mostly, like I said, it's a cocktail party attitude. It's an anecdote. If it gets you attention, if it entertains people, that's the value of the story. So we have to ignore anecdotal evidence. But I will tell you this part about Nylabone. They did have a lawsuit in 1998 uh, that had something that wasn't anecdotal evidence, and that was an exploratory surgery in which part of a nylabone was found in a dog. Now, that part gets expressed on the internet. People know about this lawsuit, but what you don't see on a lot of the sites that are claiming all these bad things about nylabone is a source. And if you were to look at the sources, like I did, I went and I found the judge's decision, you would find that this is sensationalism. Even in this report, there's anecdotal evidence that gets dismissed. The vet that finds this piece of nylabone, a piece of nylabone in a dog, says she's seen these cases before. But of course, that's anecdotal. She has no actual evidence. Now, the other part that gets forgotten or not represented or 
quite frankly, in my opinion, not researched when it comes to Nyla Bone is, or anything on forums, is the fact that the lawsuit was dismissed. This woman who sued this Nyla Bone for all this money got no money. She got no warranty. They never recalled any of their products. They never had to do a nationwide uh, case. And her vet bill wasn't even paid for. Some of this has to do with the specific Maryland laws. That's where the case happened. Here's the thing. Here's my opinion that I'll inject here. I treat every day with my animals, especially ones that get to roam, as the first day I'm training them. They don't know the rules, and you have to teach them to them. You have to teach them the rules. I always expect them to screw up. I never let them have any toy that I haven't seen them play with, with me watching them, like literally standing over them, watching them play with it for at least at least nine times before I decide that they're okay with that toy. The really great point that Nyla Bone made to me when I called was, A, you just never know what a pet is going to do. And that's something I have a hard time explaining to people. A lot of people don't get fish. And they'll say, like, what joy do you get out of taking care of a fish? And I'll say, the only guarantee you get out of owning a pet is that you will get to clean up its poop. So if you don't enjoy doing that for it every day, then that pet isn't for you. You have no idea what behaviors your animal is going to exhibit, whether it only hangs out with a chew toy, whether it doesn't interact with a toy. That's your only guarantee. So, you know, obviously, supervision at all times. We're reinforcing the same point here. What it goes into further is that a lot of times, chew toy companies in general get blamed for a behavioral problem that was already there. You have a pet, and its problem is chewing stuff. It's or ripping stuff. It's ripping up your furniture. It's chewing your furniture. It's eating your clothes, like I had with my ferret steak. He was eating my clothing. Now, all of a sudden, you go to the pet store, and you buy a product that you believe will cure this. But that doesn't mean the problem is gone. It means it still has that problem. You need to address the problem that is going on was the point that, and I'm not making, let me just say again, this is not my opinion, but this is the point they're making is that don't just think a product in the store is going to be a magic bullet. And that's something that I think this podcast can help with is that there is no pet product that's a magic bullet for your problems unless it's medicine. Unless it's medicine, there is, there's no like inherent way to cure things. You're just going to have to teach them. And if you want to know a secret between you and me, the best way to solve most pet problems is bother your vet. I bother my vet at least once a week. It's my opinion that I pay him good money. I'm not going to say who my vet is. He's a great vet. But I'm never going to be able to come on this podcast and say, this is how much you should pay for a vet visit. I'm never going to be able to come on here and say, this is how you know he's a good vet. Here's how you can grill your, your vet, him or her. But what I can say is that if you call your vet or your doctor and they don't pick up the call or they won't answer questions for you, get a new vet. That is the mark of a good doctor, someone who's willing to care for your, your patient at all times. Go bother your vet. You have a problem? Don't bother these companies. And that's the point Nyla Bone's making is, like, we don't know. We are a manufacturer, and we try to make those products safe, but we're not your vet. We're not your pet trainer. 
And that's the same thing about me. I'm telling you these things, but I'm a journalist. I, I, I'm not going to be able to solve anything for you. I'm only bringing the facts to you. That's why I don't want to be pro-pet or anti-pet. What I'm trying to say here is look it up. Ask an expert. You have access to them. Anyway, thank you for <laughs> listening to For Quality Assurance. Thank you for listening to For Quality Assurance. Make sure to uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, tweet at me at Our Hero Comic, which is the production team that makes this. Um, check out everything that uh, we're doing at the Hamster and Hands Project. There's a preview there. We're trying to get the exhibit out to lots of different places. But until next time, remember, the worst part about being a know-it-all is that you know.